and welcome to another episode of the Hey Look Listen podcast. I am, of course, Jonathan Marcy, and today I am joined by one very familiar member and one brand new guest member, friend, indeed, adversary, uh, Kevin. How's it going, everybody? And uh, Liam is here as well, Liam Sheehan. Yeah, yeah, but you know, Um, he's a very familiar face. I'm old hat at this point. (laughs) And Owen Reardon couldn't make it this time, so we'll just say, Owen, we love you. We're not replacing you. And yeah, just Owen leave it there. Is, uh, leave, it, leave it with that. I wanted to sound a bit like a threat as well, you know? It, 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 it sounded like it. Um, <laughs> Owen is, of course, uh, currently out in East Africa, um, traveling there. Um, he's been looking uh, for some uh, stolen treasure, I believe, for almost two weeks. Um, but we haven't heard from him. I'm sure he's fine. Um, but anyway, uh, happy to have Kev here. Uh, Kev is a, a longtime friend, uh, f- hopefully a follower of the podcast, and has his own podcast um, as well, the Kevin Doherty podcast. Um, do you want to maybe give yourself a quick intro there, Kev, and let everyone know who you are and what you're about? And- um, I suppose I know Jonathan and Liam from our good old days back in Limerick, and uh the fact that this is a game in podcast, I suppose I should be, give a little bit of context. I am somebody who would have been in love with games as a child, but I probably fell out of them in my, my later teenage years. I think the oh, last man. thing I probably owned is like a GameCube. But if I look back on the history of my life, I have a very, very great fondness for Liam's front room. where That's not an innuendo. <laughs> I spent many <laughs> a wonderful evening playing video games. Particularly, I used to love the multiplayer games. If I if I had to really kind of uh, narrow it down, it's come up a few times on Le- the, the podcast. Liam's front room, um, the, the, the the love. Sometimes there could be eight or nine men in Liam's front room together. If um, I could pack them in, you would. You could pack, and you could pack a lot. But like, think know, about I, it as well. I, I, it was so rare at the dinner. time. But it was so rare at the time for any kids to have an actual legitimate hangout like mm. like uh, most other parents would kick you out of the house after a few hours and be like get up get out in the street oh, you loser yeah yeah and we were the last generation as well myself and pa were talking about this this morning we're the last generation where you could just wander around the streets and nobody cares <laughs> that's true yeah, yeah. mad max do you remember like you'd, you'd walk to different areas for like are they hanging out here are they hanging out you, here you just yeah you are they hanging out here you wouldn't message anyone just, Liam's yeah. Liam's house would have been one of the first primary spots you used and, to knock uh, on the window. You used to knock on the window. Yes. Like, yeah, yeah, and Liam, yeah. as I just uh, demonstrated, I still know your house phone. Yeah, well, don't. Don't bring it up again. That's still in use, that, uh, that house number. <laughs> but um, fantastic times. Yeah, exciting times. Uh, what was that like, Liam, being kind of the, the, you know, having us call over or anyone call over all the time was there days where it was it was like oh my god i wish that would just fuck off and go somewhere else or did, no. did you love the idea of being kind of the you know the, the hangout spot it was it was it, i loved it and i've said i've said it before on this podcast that i have huge nostalgia for it and i think i i said one time there was one time when you left and never came back there must have been you know there must have been the there must have been the last time do you know what i mean mm. I, I have hugely huge fond memories of it um the, the, the thing with my house was I could invite anyone I wanted but it, it was that room it was mm-hmm. the room with the game consoles and you could, like, it couldn't have kids wandering around all over the house but as long as everyone kind of stayed in that room we were absolutely fine and it was the era of the N64 and the GameCube which was generally the kind of two eras and mm-hmm. I'm still having people 
coming over in my 20s, you know, like it kind of kept going on, kept going on for, for quite a while. Yeah. yeah. But as we children, did. it was, it was Mario Kart, it was Mario Party, it was GoldenEye, Perfect Dark, stuff like that. Those were the kind of the games where we were playing. I, I absolutely find the only thing I didn't like about it was, so my family, very regimented. I always loved it. Dinner, same time every day. Five thirty. Five thirty. Absolutely. So yeah. I go out and have dinner, and I'd leave you all in there, your own devices, <laughs> which is absolutely fine unless it's Jonathan fucking Morrissey who's in the room. And I'd come, I'd come back in, and I'd be, everyone be like, "Yeah, yeah, oh cool, playing cool game of Perfect Dark." I'm like, "Yeah, great." And I just, and I was like, "What's wrong?" And I go because my computer was in the same room as well. And Morrissey, if there was one negative, it's that it's that the computer was in the same room as the game consoles. So I'd go on the computer, and there'd be just the most awful porn as my as my as my desktop background remember <laughs> oh. there was one time we left i think we were going to the cinema. i know i know we were going to the cinema and I, we we're walking down and uh you just all look at me like we're like far off i have 10 minutes away from now so you all just look at me i was like what and i was like oh god you changed the background i had to run back to the house as fast as i could because usually, yes. you, usually I would tell you. Usually I would, I would like you know give you a heads up, or you'd figure it out. Because you know, I'm, there was I'm definitely familiar. that like, and like without going into too much embarrassing detail, it was definitely that era of being an uh, you know a teenager and kind of you know, and I I I, I did have some anxiety with like leaving you with my computer, mm, where I course. do all my where I do all my dark work, you know, <laughs> and it, and that was but but the other side other side of the room where the games were nothing but fond memories, <laughs> nothing but fond fond memories. I do used to remember like the rigidity of the room as well it's like we were free to play within the room but everything else besides the upstairs toilet was kind of out of bounds and i used to have this idea that you were like a tiny nudist colony yeah you so like when you went into the back room you have to take off all your clothes that's why it used to take you ages to come back from dinner <laughs> you always used to give me shit about it like, that's yeah. all it's not a good memory for me actually now <laughs> used to that's give me so much shit about it. it yeah 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 we're all new yeah my family were nudists and that's why everyone wasn't allowed in my house but it was such a man because I was going there for probably because you guys know each other longer than I, I, I've known you. But even the, the fact that the, the room, if anything changed about the room small at all, you'd know right away going back there. <laughs> um, so this is going to sound completely mad, but Trick Fox. If I say Trick Fox to about eight or nine of my friends, they know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, can you explain what Trick Fox was, Liam? Well, everyone used to hang out in that room so much and play video games. And so, oh, they'd check the clock above the door. They'd be like, oh, I got to go home. You know, I, whatever. It's, you know, I, I got to go home at six. I got to go home at seven or whatever. And then one day my mom took down the clock and put up a, a lovely little plate of a fox. And then for years <laughs> after, everyone would keep looking above the door for the clock. But it would just yeah. be the plate of the fox. And everyone would just go, trick fox! Like he was a Bond villain or something like that. Like, Mendoza! <laughs> trick fox! <laughs> And then at Christmas as well, didn't you have kind of like a, oh. a, a Winnie the Pooh on the wall that was like slowly losing the ability to talk? Kev, I was ju- I'm, I'm just back. In- I'm just, yeah. I'm just- <laughs> he used to sing Merry Christmas, but he, yeah, he, his batteries eventually just died. I think they were like, I don't think you could change them. Or maybe you could, we just didn't. But I was ju- I'm just back in Sweden now. I was just back in Ireland for Christmas and he's still there. Was he still there? Uh, he, no he doesn't way. sing anymore though. Oh, Can I ask Liam actually, did you get yeah. your feed of games while you were back home? Like, were there any particulars you were feed playing? A, feed of games. <laughs> a big yeah. feed of games. We brought it up actually. I actually did an episode, Kev, about um, kind of my top games of the year. And uh, mm. most of them were actually games I played around Christmas, which is kind of, that was my secret cap. Uh, the, the main kind of thing I played over Christmas was the new Metroid game, uh, which was kind of a long time coming. Uh, it hadn't been a 2D Metroid in almost 20 years so i actually i have this i have this thing it's kind of embarrassing but i will hold on to it for as long as i can where 
a really good video game if it's coming out and if it's near Christmas, like if it's like a month or two from Christmas, I actually hold off from buying it. If it's a game I really love, especially a Nintendo game, I'll hold off from buying it and I'll go, I'll, I'll get it as a Christmas present because I love to have a game that I truly love to play on Christmas. You know, you know? yeah, and it like doesn't a, work like out a no play November or something like that. It's, it's, it's exactly what it is, man. Honestly, and Metroid came out in early October this time, and I, I just happened to be also kind of moving to Sweden around that time, or I just moved and I was kind of settling in. So I, it was just two reasons I was kind of like, I don't have time to play it, and also I would love that in Christmas. So that's what I did. I just went, oh, I really want to fucking play this, but I waited, and that was kind of my Christmas game. Can Metroid. I ask, um, what does it compare like to Super Metroid? Because I was trying to, like before we kind of hit record there, I was genuinely trying to rack my brains. I was like, fuck it, what sort of games have you actually played <laughs> in the last decade? Like the lads are probably going to want to talk about games. And I was like, yeah. think, 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 think. You know that uh, the little portable Super Nintendo, um, mm. what's it called? I don't know. The, the SNES Mini. The, the, the SNES Mini. Yeah, the SNES yeah, Mini. Yeah. yeah. Super Metroid. I played that during, um, do you remember the big, uh, well, not really a big, but like the hurricane that hit Ireland a few years ago. Mm. And It was big for Ireland. It was. It was. Big, yeah, yeah. It was actually. Like it, it was no joke. But um, hmm. there was two days where I didn't have to work. And my God, I was delighted. I just, I, I played, I played that game to my heart's content. Did you finish it in two days? I remember you finished it really quick. So uh, maybe three days. That last boss is a motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. that, is a, that is a real tough boss like when i remember when i got it you have to go back and strengthen your like you get there's a point in it where you get to you get to the boss and you're literally not good enough well in life uh, to complete that fucking i don't i don't don't want to be mean but you don't have to i mean you got to the point where you weren't good enough shots fired virtually from sweden (laughs) that's not usually the type of attitude we have on this podcast um i know he just just riles me up you knew that before we started recording What, what was it? What, why that game? You know, if you hadn't played games in quite a while, what, why was that suddenly the thing that you kind of jumped back into to play? It's a good question. Um, so, so that was the only system I had, uh, and I think I had only bought it in the last week or so of playing it because I was just like a little bit of nostalgia. But now I'm thinking of it. I never owned the SNES, so there's no <laughs> nostalgia. Has to be something you did when you were okay, younger, and I didn't. I didn't okay, play the SNES when we when we were young. You and me in particular, we got really into emulation. We Liam, like to, we, yes. disco- we discovered yes. that you could download old games. So we used to like, I'd be in my house and you play, you download one game, I download this other game, and we'd meet up and we'd talk about the games that we like had yes. downloaded. It was just, I've talked about it before. It was this amazing era of you know my life as a gamer. Just this moment when I realized, oh my god, I can just discover all these old games for free illegally on the internet. Yeah, and, yeah. and I discovered all the old Final Fantasies, you know, because I also I grew up with a Sega Mega Drive. I never had a Super Nintendo either, so. The uh, Zelda, Mario, Metroid, uh, Mario Kart, whatever, and Final Fantasy, these games I'd never played before. And like, it was you and me in particular. I remember you, I think you might be the one who even told me. You were like the wise friend. He'd be like, Liam, there's other things on the internet, but tits. Look, <laughs> look, at, look at Chrono Trigger and cry. I'm like, oh my God, what is you, this? <laughs> you used to hold two crazy beliefs Final Fantasy V is better than Final Fantasy VI, and never, the earth is flat. I never, <laughs> oh, the second one. <laughs> The we second one is true because I watched that Asterix and Obelix movie. And I was like, that, was, that was a weird <laughs> reference. Sorry. Yeah, so no, but, um, such a niche reference. <laughs> but Kev, I never know what happened was mm. this is no, you're, you're, you're on to the, you're, you're on the cusp of something. I think I played Final Fantasy V first because I thought I'd heard that that was the good one. Mm. But as soon as I played Final Fantasy VI, that was, I was like, this is the best one. But yeah, I, I was, I was uh, like, uh, that was just dramatic effect, I think. 
it, I, yeah, I it, it, got, it got me all riled up again. We're barely, we're barely <laughs> into barely, this. Barely, barely into this, yeah. But yeah, Kev, that's probably you probably played Super Metroid um, on emulation because you, you, it was so cool. I know, like the internet is just this big open thing now, and it, 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 this is so kind of not, not much to be able to go on and find just this list of games. And I, like, as a young gamer, like I'm, the metaphor I used when I talked about it, I think was the, I think it was the Final Fantasy episode was we were always able to go rent dvds and videos like if you wanted to watch old yeah. films they were all available you know but games if they, when they became five years old back then they were gone if they're five years old and they were on a, an mm. older console generation they were gone unless you had like a friend or something like that so going on and just discovering all these old games is one of my absolute favorite memories of gaming and that's where i played a bunch of the classic uh, nintendo games um for the first time because i was a sega kid when i was growing up I actually just remembered there as well, uh, the first episode you did on uh, Metal Gear Solid mm-hmm. and you were having a chat about it. I remember, Liam, uh, you originally rented it from Extravision and I was mm-hmm. waiting for you to come to the point where, is it Merrill's, uh, what's it Codex. called? Codex. 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 Yeah, yeah. Merrill's Codex code was yeah. on the back of the case and yeah. you couldn't get past that. You couldn't. <laughs> but I think you excluded it from the episode and I was I like. I don't think I did. Now it's just. What? Do you know oh, what? I actually, good good to bring up. Actually, Marcy, do you know what's um? It's almost when we release this episode, it'll be like a year, a year since we did that Metal Gear episode, the, our first episode. Yes. Yeah. Wow. So I, but bring that up. But what I'm also trying to say is, Kev, I haven't listened to that episode in about a year. I think I did bring it up. I think I, I did. Don't know, man, because it came in a separate box for, from Extravision, which is you know for our international listeners, is like the blockbuster video of, of yeah. Ireland. I'm right? not it's a gambler, only, but I'd fucking bet my life on it. Like I, the funny thing is, oh, right, okay. I, 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 I actually think Liam did specifically bring it up. That's the weird thing. Is my, my, like I remember Liam was like, "I've a really funny story actually about that," and I jumped into it. <laughs> we'll see, lads. We'll so, see. So are you saying that you you had you had the actual case? Me, JFK, and Nelson Mandela were listening to the episode, <laughs> and <laughs> no, I'm gonna <laughs> I hope so. Um, and so, you, you yeah, you didn't. Some of you did play that game out of nostalgia, um, but I know we, we were kind of talking about this before the podcast. How like you know, when you're growing up, you know, we were we've been playing games for like our entire lives. I still play video games almost every day. Um, I'm sure Liam and, and Owen do as well. You've kind of you fell out of gaming as you kind of already mentioned a little bit for quite a while. What? Mm-hmm. Why do you think that happened? Was it just life got in the way? You obviously got into drugs for quite a long time. Oh no, Kev, um, Kev, Kev used to like just like play sports and kiss girls, and we just used to fucking yeah. bully the shit out of him. I'd be like did, hitting yeah. him with my copy of Crash Bandicoot. Like <laughs> ah, that's what he, that's what he started ooh, on drugs, yeah. we got some lipstick on you, Kev. Were you kissing girls? <laughs> I got all I got all the crystals in Crash Bandicoot. You loser. <laughs> Liam is coming out of this episode sounding terrible. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Like I think I think there was just such a. There was such a context to me playing video games. Like most of the video games that I played, like most of the time that I played video games was in Liam's with the lads playing um, playing multiplayer games. Like even I, I've had a chat with you before about like uh, uh, watching films. Like I yeah. like to do things with people. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So like I'd rarely now watch a film by myself. I love to watch stuff with people. So there's a bit of engagement there. I love to play video games with people you know what i mean but, yeah. but the technology would have grown up at just the right time for that as soon as we stopped hanging out in my kind of room and playing multiplayer games you know local multiplayer games that would have been the advent of proper online infrastructure to play online games but you yeah. you never mm. graduate you, you you never felt the kind of need to kind of oh i'm not playing multiplayer games with the lads anymore but i can go online and play with anyone now would you you never kind of wanted to do that? but i think but i think it was more i would have happily have watched a match with you or played yeah, video yeah. games i just wanted to hang out you know what i mean mm-hmm. like I, I, and like there was some fantastic multiplayer games for the n64 but um 
I think it was just the context as well. And the way my mind works is like, I really enjoyed games when I was younger, but I don't think I was ever, obs- well, no, actually Final Fantasy was fucking amazing. That, like I was obsessed <laughs> with that game. That was just mind blown. But like I get obsessed with different things at different times in my life. And I think- You do actually, yeah. Probably yeah. <laughs> by the time I was coming up to 1920, I was starting to get into uh, football and football just consumed me for about yeah, five years yeah, then. it became your thing, yeah. Um, and so like, I don't know, that's just the way my mind works. It's like, I would love to go back and fucking play video games in the house, but it's that would be more like, it's like, it, because of COVID, we haven't been able to have a fucking uh, Christmas party yeah. for the last two years. Yeah, you know usually, what I mean? where we, yeah. usually where we all see each other, you know? Yeah, yeah exactly. do you know what yeah, I mean? Like yeah. th- those nights are fucking great. And like, that's what I love, just having everybody in the same place. It, it doesn't really matter what's going on. It does feel like it, I do sometimes get very nostalgic for those days and just like me and Owen in particular, we obviously live further away from all of you guys. So Owen would drive up to my house. He'd pick me up in his little old Astra. Mm. Sorry, I thought you were in Canada. You, you live in Canada. You're talking about when you lived in the country. We lived in the countryside of Limerick. Yeah, sorry, yeah, you're talking yeah, when we were children. Yeah, sorry, yeah, I, exactly, I got yeah. confused. <laughs> no, no. Um, and so like Owen lived up the road with me. He'd pick me up and then we'd, we'd just pop down to Liam's knock on the window as he said, and go in and play games. It, 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 I'm very nostalgic for that. But Liam, what... Did you ever, was there ever a period in your life where you fell out of playing games for like a long stretch? Like, was there ever no. a time where just no? Okay, no, 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 no. But I remember, and it was like this change, like this for different people, different ages. I'm assuming this happens all the time. I never fell out of games, but I have my least favorite period of games. You know, I have my mm. my least favorite few years. And like the dark ages, if you will. Yeah, uh, yeah, kind of. And so this thing, everyone kind of, you know, you always kind of hate what's new, or you kind of you look sorry, you more you look back fondly what's old. Yeah. But I'm very much kind of like the games of the last like five six years. I think have been so much better than the five or six years before that. It's really for me, and there's so many gems you can pluck out, and it's a very interesting era. But it is the PS3 360 Wii yeah. era is my least favorite generation of games. Even though, God, man, I have such love for the Wii and hate. I have such love for the Xbox and hate. It's kind of that thing. It's mm. definitely my least favorite um, era, but it's not really the hardware. It's more, I remember gray shooters dominating the kind of um, the market. Yeah, there was a lot of just shooters. And also, and also from my perspective, perspective, all my favorite Japanese companies seem to like have their worst <laughs> like eras that time. They were all kind of trying to copy what was big in the West. So they're all kind of making... Not exclusively, but they're all kind of making these kind of try hard, try want to be kind of uh, Western shooters and they're kind of failing. And then big franchises like Final Fantasy were having like their worst kind of eras. And it's just, it's weird. Uh, there's so many things to juggle. And if, if people really like that era, I, I would like The Last of Us, Portal 2, like there's so many fucking masterpieces. Games, yeah. But um, Mario Galaxy. But it's just, I always look back at it. I never fell out of game, Marcy, but I really, I remember suddenly going oh my god i think gaming is way better now than it was a few years ago do you know what i mean i kind of i because i'm starting to feel like oh shit is this getting old is this what getting old is am i just yeah. going to hate everything now exactly yeah. i don't want to be that person you know i always try to balance nostalgia with kind of you know like you know gaming is kind of better than it was back in the day these days but in some ways it also isn't i kind of i was like balancing that and i was really afraid at the time but i remember breath of the wild came out in 2017 and i was just like in the lead up to it like the year or two i was like oh i'm not i haven't fallen out of games at all i am um, so excited for this like a fucking child i was so excited and that was kind of a good kind of oh good i because I, I, I like i said I was, I was starting to fear that maybe i was going to fall out of games that yeah. i wasn't really passionate about anything anymore 
it, it's a worry because every now and then it'll happen to me two or three times a year where what I'm playing won't be super, like won't pull me in as much. Um, yeah. And I'm always worried that because I'm, I'm finally getting, I'm like, am I getting too old for video games? As some people would say, which I think is, is nonsense or is life getting too busy or whatever? Um, or is it just, is it my depression um, sneaking <laughs> back in? Um I'm sorry, I, I'm only laughing because of the way you looked at Kevin you said that, which is a visual <laughs> thing only. But <laughs> Actually, yeah, as a quick uh, aside there, we should say that this is the first time I've done a... Pe- this is the first time actually for the Hater Listen podcast we've had two people in the same room uh, yes. for, for this mm. podcast. So, um, Not me. That, I'm, no. I'm here in Scandinavia by myself and it's so fucking windy tonight, lads. It's mental. I came back from... Sorry, I came back from <laughs> Ireland and, and the snow was gone because the snow was beautiful in December and it was such a winter wonderland and I came back and it's just wind and rain here in North Scandinavia town. Is it worse than that famous uh, hurricane that we haven't talked about? It's yet, not. It's actually not, actually. No, it's not. I did almost break an umbrella today, though. So that's wow. kind of level. That's the level we're looking at. And you were inside as well. You were in like a shop. I was <laughs> oh, just having one of my tantrums. <laughs> uh, I've completely forgotten my. Are my games train of easier to kind of keep up with the trends because they're so engaging? You know what I mean? Like as in, like listening to new music in your thirties or forties. Do you kind of just fall off the train and go, "I like what I like"? Do you know what I mean? And because you're not going into places where music is being played as much in that sense whereas games is your own thing and it's very you driving it like it's yeah. it's not passive That's, like yeah. like i'm at i'm at the point now where like i probably never even loved the music that we grew up with like i i like tribute bands that's where I am. Like, oh, like if I saw right now, really. if I saw a Beatles tribute band, I'd be like, "Oh, brilliant!" That's or brilliant, yeah. the Rat Pack, or Fleetwood Mac. Fleetwood Mac is the latest. It's uh, yeah, that's, that's such a good point, man. Like, so the last brand new album I listened to, just talk about music for a second, was the Weekends new album, which only came out a couple of weeks ago, and it's one of the best albums I've listened to in like a decade. But I was thinking as I listened to it, I was like, I haven't listened to a new album in forever. And the only reason I listened to it was because Spotify suggested it. So I went with it. Do you um, mean a new album or a new artist a new, a new of album. a new album? So the weekend new album. Um, I, yeah, actually, I'd never listened to his albums before. Like properly set down from track one to track 10 or whatever. And they like, gave it a proper listen. Brilliant. Really, really good if you if you haven't listened to it. Um, I, think, I, I think about that with video games a lot because me, Liam and Owen, we have... I think different. Well, I think Liam and Owen have more similarities in what the type of games they like compared to me. Um, a little bit, like, yeah, a little bit. Not like not. I, I think I think with modern games, I think that's that's why the, the, our podcast about nostalgic games works very well. Yeah. But I think the games we play these days are are quite different. Yeah, they are. Yeah, and mm. so I, I think for for me, I still kind of fall back on the same things that I've been playing for like a decade. It's rare I'll try a brand new type of game or a new genre. I did obviously start final fantasy nine because owen was so passionate talking about it when the one of the episodes before but a, a good example of this would be liam's refusal to play football manager um yeah. after us we've asked him many many times because he's stuck in his ways yeah I am what I, I am deal with it just, would you not even I, like the, the I, strategy I, I, involved in it or I, the I, the problem solving we did a whole episode about this, and I was convinced. And I, I, I know, I like. I'm actually feeling now it's kind of gone beyond a running joke, and I feel kind of bad now about bringing it up again. Totally I should. Also, sure. we could we could get content out of it, couldn't we? That's that's all this we want. modern in this modern age. That's all we need, isn't it? <laughs> we just need to make more content. Make Here's another kind of just random segue. <laughs> Favorite decade for movies. 
<laughs> I was I was having a good think about this there about uh, about two weeks ago because I own one of those books. Emphasis on random segue, but, but yeah, but I loved when he said fa- favorite decade. I was like, oh, games. What can I think of? For that? Yeah, no, no. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I own a book. Uh, what's it called? One thousand and one movies oh, to yeah. to can, watch yeah, before you die. But I think it finishes in two thousand and six. So I don't know what's happened after that. But Do you know I what? Had the, a, I had a quick peruse through it. What, what would you think? Do you know what the answer is? Do you know if, if the, the, what the cinephile answer is? Mm. And there's just a ton of evidence. Do you ever refer to yourself as a cinephile in public? Not on, not in writing, <laughs> right? But uh, uh, and there's a, there's a ton of uh, there's a ton of examples to back this up. But it's the kind of one that you have to kind of go to the seventies, don't you? Yeah, that was it. Was seventies was before blockbusters, and it was when it was at that era when. Rather than the studios, it was filmmakers that seemed to be driving the kind of what was being made. There was a lot of creative freedom for young, hungry filmmakers to make whatever they want. So you have a lot of brilliant genre films back then. But it was before, like, um, actually, Jaws was the 70s, right? And Jaws is kind of said to have created the blockbuster. And I'm not saying blockbusters are bad anyway, but it, it like if you're like a film fan, you go back in the 70s, there seems to be a kind of a purity to the films that were being made. And they were very kind of uncensored and raw and filmmakers were just having creative freedom and um, horror was brilliant in the 70s as yeah. well. But anyway, the 70s, I'll go for. Uh, yeah, same. Really? Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. No, like I, all my, like, I would say my my favorite decade? God, I don't know. If I was to do like a top 10 of my favorite movies, I wonder how many would actually be from the 70s. But it's so easy to think of. Yeah, that's a good point. But it, good it's, point, yeah. it's very easy to think of film classics from the 70s, Godfather, Conversation, uh Films that aren't by Fran- Francis Ford. <laughs> yeah, I'm struggling again. <laughs> for the John Gazelle hasn't been in. Um, uh, but like the, horror, yeah, I guess The Omen as well. Uh, I was going to say The Shining, I think it's 1980. But yeah. yeah. Texas Chainsaw. I genuinely don't even think it's close from my from my perusing of the book, the 90s. The 90s fucking kicks oh, wow. every single decade's ass. But this okay, think, think about Think about if I'm, if I'm just throwing out some 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 top hits from the from the 90s. Okay, you, you throw out a top hit from the 90s. Exactly. I'll, I, I'll, you will definitely run out. You will definitely oh, no, run out. Okay. Uh, Pulp Fiction. Uh, the Godfather Part 2. Uh, Schindler's List. Don't say The Godfather. Schindler's List. Jesus. Ah, fuck. Um, Schindler's List. Uh, Rosemary's Baby. Uh, Ooh. Forrest Gump. <laughs> I couldn't win with see, this. Is, this is <laughs> see, actually, this, this is, is nearly this is nearly this list. is nearly like playing Russian roulette and the deer hunter. Can I can which, I jump which in? Which is here? a great seventies film, movie, but yeah. now you can't say it, so you're basically out of films. But can I jump in here and yeah. lose? And like I've I've spent the last year hopefully gaining fans on this podcast. Can I just jump in and and just, your only fans? I'm, yeah, and my only and only fans. Can I jump in and lose the hearts of all of people who listen to this? Mm. Um, you just listed Forrest Gump. That's not a good nineties movie. Oh, it's, that's my favorite movie of all time. So, what? This <laughs> is. It, it's just totally average. It's just fine. Really? Like, Dude, yeah. Are you? Do you have? Do no, you have a soul? Yeah. What was that, <laughs> that scene where he's like, where he thinks you know the, his son might be like him? And that whole scene is so you know. Yeah. You should not. You're such a shitster. But you're, man, no, I'm not. Uh, I'm not a huge fan. Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump is a tremendous film. Tremendous. It blends. It blends. Humor, like a scope, like it, it, traveling through time, decades across America. Um, it's iconic. Absolutely iconic. Yeah, oh no, it's fine. It's good. Like, what did you no, not like about it? Don't, don't, don't feel pressured <laughs> to slowly say it's slightly better than you think. It's just very saccharine and emotionally manipulative and not very real. Yeah. And just kind of ca- cartoon emotions. You've hated Tom Hanks since he was in Philadelphia. No. I do remember that about you. <laughs> 
I remember being, <laughs> I remember He's... being in your front room watching it with the guys, and you just you hated it. Anyway, sorry, sorry to fucking drag it over to something that I know no, a little but, bit about, but I, I don't know. I, I just think, I just think the nineties. I think the nineties are absolutely fantastic for 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 films. Um, can I just say, Kev, as you just probably not something you were thinking of at all. Mm. Uh, best era, of, best era of Disney, Disney animated films. Yeah, but like, man, yeah, they, yeah. they popped up in that book as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tremendous. I, I see. As someone who just recently rewatched, well, actually, I had never seen it. The Little Mermaid. I watched for the first time. Um, Great film. I thought it was really bad. I thought what? it was really average. Oh, it's so good. What one? But then again, I don't like Forrest Gump, so what do I? I don't have a leg to stand on here, do I? <laughs> Actually, oh. one film that does not stand up. Oh, fucking people go on about it way too much, and I'm probably out on a limb here. I, just, I love Beverly Hills Cop. I dislike Forty Eight Hours. I think it's a poor film. <laughs> I don't think that's a wild. Yeah, film. I don't think people really are that passionate. <laughs> do people not go on? That's the message board I'm reading. <laughs> The Eddie does Eddie Murphy message boards. Hang out in those. Get away from donkey from Shrek.org, okay, in those message boards. But Kev, you actually kind of jumped on something interesting, and I'm not I'm not claiming I'm not claiming you've done this, but do you think there's any correlation between you thinking the nineties are the best era of films? Because the nineties is like when we did it most of our growing up. Uh our childhood was the nineties. Because I think yeah. I was I we we tend to talk about um We've done episodes on Metal Gear Solid, on Ocarina of Time. We we really jump back to that era of of games because yes, there's some absolutely fabulous games there, as as there are some fabulous movies. But you're always like those things that come out when you're that age always just feel so gargantuan and they stay yeah. with you forever. And you think and, and you can stand, yeah. you can look at that book and kind of separate your kind of heart from your brain and gonna go, yeah, the nineties is an unreal era for films. But do you think a, a lot of it's just like we were there, man, and that was our formative yeah. years. I think you're I much more filled with wonder as a child. Like it's very oh, 100%. hard to kind of get captivated yeah. as a yeah. as an adult. It's like people always say nostalgia is a bad thing. People always say like, "Oh, you, oh, you're just let it. You're, you only like that because of nostalgia." It's kind of like, mm. yeah. Have, <laughs> why not? Thing. Like it yeah. feels it, good. It's, it's nice. Good. <laughs> it's nice. Yeah. I, have, I feel something. You know, and when you grow up, you start feeling less things. <laughs> it's just like, oh, I, I love this thing. You know, you have to like. I, I feel like we always do a good job when we're doing with the games, Marcy. Like we mm. we go on passionately. <laughs> about like something that came out in 1998 but we're always kind of like this is this is part of it this part of his age we, we take the, the glasses off we definitely the yeah but i do yeah. but i do think i think you're a fool to deny yours I, I like growing up and looking back at something and going oh i only like that i was because i was a kid i mean a lot of the time no they're also just genuinely good but it's okay to love something 10 times more because you were a kid when you played it i always feel that way nostalgia especially for video games yeah. nostalgia is a perfectly valid reason to love something and you were probably watching that's probably the, the time you're watching movies the most with other people in the, like the 90s yeah. and early 2000s because you would have been like, we used to go to your house, Liam, and watch movies quite a lot. Bad movies in particular. We used to have, sleep, we used to have sleepovers. Remember me and Kev watching Reservoir Dogs? We watched Dogs. Uh, I saw, Reservoir I saw, Dogs. I showed, I showed Kev Reservoir Dogs the first time and you didn't like it until the ending. But then really? You, yeah, and then, but then That's I think funny. the ending was so good because you, you, you definitely liked it when you were older. And then and after I, remember, I was like, do you want to watch uh, Forrest Gump? You were like, no, I'm not watching that <laughs> fucking trash. <laughs> and I remember one time we had a sleepover and uh, we watched South Park Bigger, Longer and Uncut. And I had to turn it down really low because I was really afraid mm. of being caught watching it because we were really young. And I remember I, I called my brother a dildo at the dinner table once because <laughs> I, 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 I didn't know what that word meant because I fucking watched South Park. <laughs> how, how, how did he take that? Was he, he... No, my mom was really angry. I can imagine, yeah, yeah. Mm. She knew. Um, <laughs> if I'm thinking about nostalgia for games as well, like Final Fantasy VII, just cra- yeah. it, it, it always has just such a a fond, fond place in my heart. Yeah. And um, 
just such an epic game. And like when you're playing through it at the start in Midgar and you think this is the world, and then when you come out onto the, the world map for the first time ever, I remember it just blew my mind where I was like, Jesus fucking Christ. Exactly, man. Yeah, it's like, I, I just, it's, it's really cool that that's like one of your biggest gaming memories because I think it is one of um, the biggest narrative moments. Like uh, the games were so limited back then. I think it's one of the most elegant narrative moments in a game from the 90s, especially if you didn't know. Like Final Fantasy VII was the first Final Fantasy to come out in Ireland. So it was our first, like we, I, we didn't know anything about it. I didn't know the structure of these things, but I'm sure if you played other Final Fantasies, you were waiting to get onto the world map. You were, that was, even though seven took longer, that was, um, that was a conclusion that was going to happen. But that moment of, yeah, getting into this, kind of this big classroom, being in this claustrophobic city and then getting out into this big world, even though the graphics for the PlayStation were really bad, that was just a, a perfect example of games using what they had back then to have, to, you know, a, to tell a perfect narrative moment and like it's, it's it's really cool that it sticks with you all these years like, like me i think about final fantasy 7 every day i'm like <laughs> i'm kind of like I, I i don't know how to quit it man i don't know if, but you know I, it's very nice to hear that someone like you maybe i used to love like the, the simplicity of the the magic setup was it materia and you'd collect different weapons and attach it to your weapons and then you had is it all materia where you could attack everybody that's it. That shit was badass. That, it, but it was, it, the simplicity I loved. Uh, like, yeah. it, it just worked. Well, here's the thing. That's the thing. Did you, I, do you look at video games these days and do they seem a little bit too complicated? Or is, is, that, is that something? I feel like, you know, when your man leaves a prison in the Shawshank, which is a 90s <laughs> film, and you just don't understand the world and you're bagging groceries, but your hands are too gnarled. And I don't know. I just, I don't, I, like... I don't even know where I'd jump into to playing games now. I, I feel like it's passed me right by. For him, exactly. Th- things work so out was Kev. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, it's just like, I suppose, um, I just haven't, like, Liam, man, if we were down at Christmas, right, and yeah. we went into your house, and you were like, Kev, there's this new game, it's unbelievable, give it a go, I would, but it's the... I don't know. I feel like I'm so set in my ways. I fucking. That's a great question. So, Liam, could we think of a video game or a series that Kev could play that could maybe you know get him back into it, or he could you know yeah, I I easily could. I I think you know, Marcy, you and I and and Owen, we kind of discussed the dimensions of of this, and um, there's many ways to make a game, you know, and there's ways to tell a story through gameplay or not. So, I think for someone who's kind of fallen out of games and wants to get into something that's a really good and b really easy to play and flows really well and might be cinematic is to play Naughty Dog, either The Last of Us mm, or Uncharted. Do you know, do you know either of those games? Or I thought Naughty Dog was the name of the the game. Yeah, not sorry, Naughty is it? No, 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 it's a company. Right. Yeah, I think I think if, uh, The Last of Us. I would, I would, it's, it's like almost 10 years old now so it's not new new but that would be that would be a good shot for me and is that a horror game is that a, a role-playing game it's a horror action right. game it's, it's like yeah it's like a survival horror action game we, we've talked about it on the podcast kev disappointed you've obviously not been listening to every episode. i've tuned no, no, in no. quite a few now when i when i know the episode i will listen that's true that's true i think i'm still waiting for liam's response to the tricky middle east uh question <laughs> from the last episode <laughs> from oh yeah that was from uh i can't even remember the name of that fictional person who asked that question of, um, uh, i mean uh, <laughs> in terms of horror games as well two the two that stick with me are uh the Resident Evil remake for the GameCube, and uh, actually, come to think of it, the the fucking the original as well was tremendous. And Liam will mm-hmm. always have that moment 
Mm-hmm. When me and you were playing it in my house, and it was mm-hmm. like, was it June 1998 it was Ju- or July, July 1998? Because that, that game was that game was set like was. in the game. Yeah, the and game we looked at each other. Yeah, the and game came out in 1996, but it was set in July 1998. And me and Kev a couple of years later were playing it, and it was like July. We're like, oh my god! And mm. That's another thing. Uh, when you're that was a, a mind fuck, like yeah, you don't have that as an adult anymore. You know, you don't have that no. shit. That, that's another thing that's just like the the amazement, the astonishment. Of, oh. You, I was you, you terrified of zombies as well. Yeah. Like, as in, originally, I think the reason that I have such a fear of zombies is I was in my uh, grandparents' house, and for some reason, I don't know why the fuck they had it, uh, Michael Jackson Thriller, the, the yeah. VHS, oh, yeah. was uh, in the machine, and I threw it on. And even though the moves are very stylish and mm-hmm. it's, it's a good narrative, terrified me seeing those corpses come up from <laughs> beneath the, the earth. The Thriller video. Terrifying. <laughs> Why aren't you afraid of werewolves? Why just zombies? Yeah, or pedophiles. <laughs> <laughs> I, it was it was Resident Evil for me, Kev, because I was terrified of zombies growing up as well. But I I have I have um, a theory that kids actually love the things that they're terrified of. Pop culturally now, not like <laughs> criminal pedophiles or something. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> but um. Because Resident Evil for me, like I remember playing that first one, and there's a bit uh, there's such crude graphics now, but a zombie you you meet the first zombie and it goes into a little FMV cutscene and he's eating a guy and mm. he turns around he turns around and looks at you and I okay. genuinely ran to my kitchen we had a console in the kitchen at the time so I ran to my kitchen door and I was too small to open I was like ah let me I could, I'd get me out of the room my mom had to like oh, open the door for me was she was terrified. like take off your clothes first <laughs> oh my god <laughs> anyway <laughs> anyway but. Then th- that, you know, I-, I got obsessed with it then and uh, I would have been playing it in your house in the July 1998 thing. But then I got really into Night of the Living Dead and Dawn of the Dead mm. and, the tra- and the Romero movies. And that like mm. zombies are kind of, you know, for me, they're a little bit overdone now. But back then I was a huge, huge fan. I remember one time walking in and my brother was watching Dawn of the Dead and I'd never seen it before, but I was afraid of zombies. Remember that bit at the beginning where the the wife runs up to her husband and she's like, "Oh my god, you're alive!" But he's a zombie, and yeah. and he just goes <laughs> and really slowly, takes like, a proper chunk yeah. out of her, like yeah. And I, I I've never before since in a film just felt like the, the stereotypical blood drain from my body. I remember, yeah. Like, oh. And you look at it now; it's clearly like a styrofoam arm it's or something terrible, yeah. with some <laughs> like with some ketchup in it. I think the dad from Keenan and Kel was in that as well. He he was the badass in it, but though that that I don't know that was just a random. <laughs> <laughs> who loves orange soda that trilogy was fucking tremendous the idea as well in the first one of be there's something terrifying would you, would you say it's the, that's the best horror trilogy of of all time but this my scariest film is uh 1968 night of the living dead it is that's so fantastic. like the idea of being trapped in a house mm. and they're all slowly coming towards you is just so horrifying and then you're trapped in the house, and there's racism in the sixties as well. There is, yeah. So you have to contend with that. <laughs> it's gone. Now, it's like it's it's gone through almost every fucking iteration of the of the zombie genre since. It's that idea that like yeah, the, the zombies or the ghouls are um are a problem, but you know who are you with? Who are you? Who are the who are the people? The humans people, you're you're yeah, with? They're yeah. almost even worse, aren't they? Prepare I, for a night of <laughs> total terror. They're coming to get, to you, get Barbara. you, Barbara. <laughs> I'm glad he died. He's standing up. Uh, I uh, I watched Invasion of the Body Snatchers last night, weirdly enough. Um, is that from the 50s? No. Well, it? It was, yeah, originated in 58, but then they remade it in 78. Donald Sutherland. Donald Sutherland, yeah. And a very young uh, Jeff Goldblum. And Robert Duvall is in it, uncredited, 
um, because he was walking past the set and he popped in and said, hey, I'll, I'll stare in this. Just to pop in. Yeah, and they dressed him up as a priest and uh, that was it. I didn't have anywhere to, to go with that story. I just felt that. Just you mentioned Jeff Goldblum there. Best yeah. hand actor of all time. <laughs> I've never seen somebody convey so much emotion I, with yeah, his hands. Um, I don't know. <laughs> best, best hand actor of the 70s. Not the <laughs> you remember that new <laughs> tremendous <laughs> film? The Fly. The Fly. The Fly. Unbelievable. The Fly is absolutely <laughs> So fucking gross. <laughs> he throws up on that guy's hand. Yeah. yeah not, not cool. Not fun. We did our last episode on uh, GoldenEye, Kev. You know, is there any, like, um, film games that you would want to see? <laughs> would you want to see Jeff Goldblum's The Fly, Brundle Fly, the game? Ooh. Or Forrest Gump? <laughs> that would be a good... Forrest Gump, man, would be a tremendous <laughs> game. game. Come on. Yeah. The, like, the gameplay could be different in every single yeah. level. It could be running. You could, like, have, like, a sports version where he runs across America. That time when Jenny Adley forces herself on her, that was a bit weird. Oh, yeah, we... <laughs> He's just sitting there in the, the tower. Yeah, not good. Yeah, that's not great, yeah. yeah you um, <laughs> I, do, I do have to say, I, I listened to the, the GoldenEye episode, and GoldenEye is one of the all-time multiplayers. It is just endless fun. And Mark Ronan used to be such a bastard because he... It's, t- it's tough in GoldenEye, as it is in life, when somebody is just better than you, and they yeah. will just keep getting better than you, yeah. and you're yeah. just at this beginner level. And Mark used to know where you kind of, what would you call it, Gen- like regenerate? Or mm. Respawn. Like, respawn. Yeah. respawn. And he'd come and kill you within seconds of you getting your new life. He was very humble, though. So he'd really... No. He'd really but he was, but he was genuinely excellent at that game. He was, he was tremendous. The only one of those I had where I felt like I was... The best or among the best was Smash Brothers, but like I always found Smash Brothers difficult to get everyone playing because there was I don't know. But again, Mark was really good at that. And he was the only one who could like beat me sometimes. Sorry, that sounded uh, annoyingly arrogant. Yeah, I was really good at Smash Brothers uh, uh, Melee on the GameCube. I thought it was one of the only games I generally went. I'm really good at this, and then the age of the internet happened. And, you know, the world opens up and you see Smash players all around the world. And that became a competitive. And I'm like, oh, my God, I was no good at that game. I hate that. I hate when you're like, that's the thing. We grew up in games. It was just our small little world, pop culture in general, just our lives in general. We didn't have the internet. And just in our small little world, we had our own opinions and idea. And then the world opened up and we're like, oh, no. And the first thing I noticed was I'm not very good at Smash Brothers. Yeah, <laughs> thought I was. You're better than the, the eight lads who don't own the game. Uh, and only yeah. get to play it when they, when they pop over to the house. Yeah, that's strange. Hey, play Smash Brothers with me so I can validate myself. That's what I used to say. <laughs> <laughs> why? Why didn't you then continue to 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 play games online? Like, what? Why? Like, what? Why not play Smash Bros online all the time? Is it, is it you know get better at it? And, and well, my why, my secret is like I, I loved playing games with you back in the day, but I always preferred single player games. And it's not that it's not that I'm saying like I'm not, I'm not saying, I'm saying our the cherished heart. memories were bad. That's tough, yeah. But if I was like a child, did the mic pick up my heartbreak at night? <laughs> <laughs> like that scene in The Simpsons. <laughs> yeah, you can, you can actually see it if we slow it down. But yeah, if I was ranking like my games of like you know the N64, it would be like it'd be single Zelda, Mario, whatever. It would be much before like Bond and Mario Kart. And I just think, honestly, I, I do think is. It was just at that time I lived in that I I liked the shoulder to shoulder, all in the same couch, all in the same room, kind of all playing it together. And I just I had no interest in kind of doing it with people online for a long time. And I do play games online now every now and then. Co-op games are my favorite multiplayer games to play online now with like with, with like a with a friend rather than I'm not a competitive guy, so I don't like going online and kind of competing against strangers. 
I don't like it because I don't really care. And also, like, if you do care, that can be like, that's your life. You just every day you're just playing that. I'm not a competitive guy, but I I am the best at Super Smash Bros. No, like, I said I'm not. A, I'm not. I said I thought I was as a child. <laughs> oh, you're right. Sorry. Here's a question for both of you. So, um, <laughs> like when when you're younger, you you only have a limited amount of options in terms of things you can do. So, video games is obviously going to be a, a huge part of your life if you have video games. Yeah. Uh, the fact that you've come into adulthood and you're still playing video games, what keeps you interested? Like, what what is it? What is is it about playing video games that is so engaging for you? But uh, I don't know, man. Is it, is it not just like movies or anything? Like, why would you stop watching movies or reading books? It's just a wonderful medium. It's a wonderful medium of just of of creativity and like and, and is it an art form? Has been a really tedious um, conversation all through the years. Like, is our games art? And like, it is. Like, if you like, just by that definition of kind of people. Are, are so drawn to these things that they have to, it has to be an art form. I just love them. I love, I, I love, I, I love them more than films and books and comic books and everything. They're, they're my absolute, my absolute favorite hobby. And I think that's the key word, Kev. It's kind of, you realize that like it, it, it's my hobby. It, it, I enjoy it. It makes me happy. I, I like, it relaxes me. Mm. Um, it can be a bad thing. I, I've talked about this podcast before. You can game for the wrong reasons. Mm. Escapism, escapism can be a kind of a crutch, you know? Mm. And But I think, I'm just so fascinated and I love game design. That's something that started happening as I got older, you know. In a way, I kind of want to go back to that kind of like I'd play a game and not think about it in any kind of way, you know, how I think you think about that with a lot of things, you know. You might watch a film and be like, you know, oh, look at that. That's um, that's that's not William Shatner fighting that lizard, is it? Or something, you know, a better, or a better example. But I just think <laughs> I just think game designs are fascinating and I, and I, I think... I believe in them so much, Kev. I believe in them as a force of good. And I genuinely mean it. And one thing I always want to do in this podcast is I get people who don't play games to play them because I think everyone can play games and not just Candy Crush on their phones. I think that there's games out there that people might look at and go, I, I won't, I can't play this. There's too many, too many buttons. It's too complicated. And then I think, I think when you get into them, you just fall in love with them. They're just completely absorbing and more so than films or anything else. There is something for everyone. There's like, there's, we make this podcast. And we talk about what we like, but we're still incredibly insular. There's still so many things we're not talking about just because the, the different ways, the different genres that you can play as games is just so vast. It's just amazing. And it, there's a reason why it's become like the biggest, um, um, the most lucrative uh, medium but the most, ever. It's just like, they're wonderful. And the industry is shit, but they're wonderful. <laughs> I believe I believe in games. I just don't like the game industry, but uh, or 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 discourse online or into that yeah everything liam just says totally agree with it i think but it is you because you, you can ask that question in kind of the the shadow of you know are video games still for for kids or teenagers or you know should, you know people grow out of them etc i do as well think though that the video game industry itself has adapted and has grown up as we've grown up with them as well um but i also think right now is like it's just the most exciting entertainment medium to be a part of because so many people are trying different things different approaches i think when it comes to like movies music and you know books etc you're limited in the different type of things you can do um like video gaming right now we could be talking about vr in 10 years mm. the, like the, the technology the is still evolving whereas music evolving. is nearly music it, 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 yeah and i'm not saying those 
obviously fans of music and movies will completely disagree with me here, but I, just, <laughs> I do feel that there's more room to be innovative within the video game industry than there is in those other mediums because they bring a lot of those mediums together. Um, but yeah, like, I, man, what you just said there is like, so my partner, when I met her, didn't play video games, like wasn't really into them, uh, knew very little about them. I still remember two very great memories, one that is very funny and one that's quite makes my, my heart kind of full was her discovering the witcher and being like oh this is this is kind of cool this is a big huge fantasy story i, I can get lost in this and she did she put it for hundreds of hours read all the books got really really massive into it and i was that's so amazing to see some you know experience that and explore it then i also remember her sitting down to play the last of us and as uh, like uh Leanne said she just couldn't get a, a handle of the camera and it was just it was the most right. frustrating to watch ever she was just walking around in circles and couldn't get into it and i was like okay that game isn't the accessible game to pull you in but we'll find something else um but man, I think I'd be playing video games and I'm an old man. Like I I carve out time every week to make sure I'm playing something I enjoy and like Liam says, yeah. I just enjoy it. It's just like a hobby I absolutely so, I absolutely love. We grew up in a kind of a, in an era when, you know, they weren't new new, but we were still in very much to the early ages of it. But if you think about it now, this whole kind of thing, video games are for kids, you know, that attitude is going to disappear entirely because video games have been around since the nineteen seventies. Mm. So it's like grown ass adults are playing it now they're they were they were a part of their childhoods you know it's going to be just a constant thing to a lot of people i think that attitude of i don't think it's it's bizarre to me as big as it is as an industry i still don't think it's managed to completely shed that kind of reputation with a lot of people that it's for kids or it's for kind of loser nerds when you look online and every single person is playing it yeah. Every single kind of person under the sun is playing the, are playing video games. You know? I can I can understand the idea though, because still, I guarantee if you were to do like you know look at the demographic of who plays video games the most, like things like Fortnite, like young teenagers, yeah, young teenage boys probably in particular are the biggest demographic playing that game, and that thing is an absolute cash cow. So the, it, when Liam is kind of saying that the industry is terrible, the the really shitty bad parts of the industry tend to focus on the younger demographic to hook them in in. You know, playing with you know designing addictive video games. Um, I think the type of video games that we love as adults tend to be very story driven, are a lot deeper, I think, than people understand, and are generally about adult themes. You know what I mean? So I, I but I, I do think there's a huge part of the industry. I don't think they'll ever shed it, Liam, because I think still the young kids are still like the demographic that most video game companies want to capture. What do you think as well as they grow up? Like it's it's nearly a generational thing that uh, mm. like we were kind of on the cusp of when games were really getting popular as kids, as far yeah. as I'm aware, maybe yeah, five yeah, or 10 less, years yeah. younger no, than us, right, yeah. but like, like decent, like N64, I think is like, or like the PlayStation. Mm-hmm. When you jump to that level, it was like fucking hell, wow, three-dimensional video games. Like this is getting so involving. And it's like, if you play them as a kid, you're probably going to carry them with you. And especially as well, if the technology is evolving where you're nearly on the crest of the wave riding it, you're, yeah. how would you kind of fall off in that sense? Because there's always going to be stuff that's going to grab you and engage you. But I look back at the PlayStation 1 particularly and uh, like the graphics are so dated and it's kind of um, it's kind of an awkward era for game because it was revolutionary. Like we were, the, we, we were kind of growing up in a very exciting times for games because it was like a huge step forward. It was a very, like even though we even though we were children, it was a very kind of understandable leap forward. You know, you just look at what what came before it was. But nowadays it's really awkward because 
you go back to like the Super Nintendo just before that, and they're crisp, beautiful um, 2D graphics that are all very clear. But the PS1 graphics are, you know, because they were like, you know, the first of its kind, you know, PC, N64, PS1, they're kind of awkward these days. And it's a really mm. awkward, almost ugly era for games. But I look back at it with incredible fondness to the point where I would love to seek out like a PS1 game I've never played before and just play a new PlayStation 1 game with that graphics, with that sound. Like I talked about nostalgia earlier on, it's just lodged in my in my mind, in my heart to love that feeling of a game. So I don't think, no matter how old I get, and what I I, I love technology. I have said before, like uh, let's go to Marciano and on this podcast. Graphics isn't the most important thing. I appreciate that it is incredibly important to, and obviously I love playing games with amazing graphics. But I think I'll be seventy, Kev, uh, touch wood, and I'll be like, oh man, I want to play. Um, I don't know, Tomb Raider two. I don't, I don't know. I just love. <laughs> I I just love that era, man. I just it'll always yeah. be with me. It'll always be with me, and I can't and I can't change that. You know, I just love it. You know what really stands out to me as well in terms of like games that stand the test of time a little bit better. Uh, games that are cell shaded. Like I played, um, what is it called? Beautiful Joe. Mm. Probably in the last year or two. It's so fucking embarrassing. When I'm, like about it's two years ago, like. Yeah. Uh, just it's, it's so long oh, sorry, since I yeah. played a video game, and I'm trying sorry, to like yeah. hold like it's like it's like I know so little about what's going on, and I'm still trying to like but just come here, fumble beautiful, my way. Great beautiful game. Joe is niche and yeah. very gorgeous cool. game, yeah. very cool, uh, really fun to play, and it's like again, what I think as well is like um, I enjoy things where like there's a not too harsh learning curve where you can enjoy yourself through the game, and you you don't get to a point where okay, I'm failing, I'm failing, I'm fa- fuck this game. I think mm. that's, like, Metroid It really took a lot of mental strength to beat that boss at the end. <laughs> and I had to go back and collect those horseshit power-ups. Yeah, 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 yeah. But Beautiful Joe <laughs> is just such a, a fun game to play. And graphically, I'd imagine it's probably similar with um, The Wind Waker, yeah. which which was probably the best bargain game of all time because you got Ocarina with it yeah, for right. the GameCube. And but it, yeah, it's the thing. Those it, graphics reali- hold up well. Realism will always, will always age. Um we always think we're going to get to the point where it won't. We always look at it, and it, but it always will. Like a stylish um, graphics like that kind of um, an art style uh, will always age better. But now there's that new Matrix tech demo that came out, Marcy. What was that again? Yeah, it built within the Unreal Engine. Yeah, new Unreal Engine, and it looked photorealistic. Like, yeah. will this age in a few years? So we always think it won't, but realism tends to age. Although yeah. I will say, if you go back and play Last of Us One or something like that from that era, it's not the worst. I think we have hit a point where you go kind of like they're not they're not like photorealistic, but they're okay. But then when you go back to like the contemporary games of Beautiful Joe, Kev, Beautiful mm-hmm. Joe has aged so much better than any game of that era that tried to be super realistic. Yeah. I'm always of the opinion that like like we all we love graphics, and of course we do, but they always fade. Um, well, well a good art style won't uh, make a game um kind of a perfect time capsule. All right, guys. Well, that was absolutely fantastic uh, to have another uh, chinwag uh, with you folks uh, a year uh, since we started this wonderful uh, podcast. Kev, thanks so much for, for, for jumping in here and being a guest. Yeah, no, absolute pleasure to chat to two old friends about a time in my life that I remember very, very fondly. Like, uh, <laughs> It's one of those, I wouldn't think about games every day or every week, but I, I really have to admit that it's just so enjoyable to reminisce and i think it might even get me to try one of those newfangled video games but uh, lads it's been an absolute pleasure and keep fucking doing what you're doing as well 
And if you could, please listen to the Kevin Doherty podcast. That's the podcast that belongs to our boy Kevin here. Uh, it's an awesome podcast, and it's also the secret origin story of Hey Look Listen, because all three of us, you know, we recorded on it at least once. But yeah, please give that a listen. It's a great podcast. But in regards to this podcast, it's very nice. I've really enjoyed doing this over the last year, so I just, I always, I just want to thank everyone again who's still listening. It's always nice to see people listening, and it's been super fun thing over the last year. I haven't loved the last year, you see. You know, just a pandemic. But mm. um, it's been great. I've really enjoyed this. So again, just thanks for listening, people. And if you could just share it with friends. I hate when people say that, but if you could, that would be class. And yeah. that's all. That's all I got. And share it with people who you're not friends with as well. Um, Definitely. doesn't bother us. Just obviously we want to make some money off of this. And we've made no money so far. Um, but anyway, <laughs> uh, thanks so much, uh, everyone taking the time uh, to listen. Uh, we'll be back again very, very soon. Um, but goodbye from me, Jonathan. Goodbye from Liam. Bye-bye. And bye from Kev. Take care, everyone. Peace. Bye.